Hello, friends, and welcome to the J&J Show, a podcast for the Hills Central community and beyond. I'm half of your hosts, Jack. And I'm Jared. Hi, Jared. How are you doing this fine Friday? You know, I'm doing well. Um, it's been a, been a busy day, but, you know, it's been good. I've got, got 100% of my quiz I had. Nice. Um, I leave for Nebraska in an hour, so... I could literally not be more excited because Nebraska is my great love after Jesus. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, things are going well. How about you? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm sweating a bit. How are you really? How's your heart? Oh, wow. We're getting deep real quick this time. Uh, my heart is is encouraged from a couple things that have happened today, which I think is a good feeling for a heart to have. Do you mind, Jared, if I give you some additional feedback from our most recent podcast a week and a half ago? Go for it. Uh, you still need to speak up more I have loudly. no idea what you're talking about. Exactly what you're doing right now, except all the time, is what our listeners want to hear. Okay. Otherwise, you're too quiet. <laughs> you're too quiet. I disagree. No one has given me that feedback. But if I am, I would welcome it. They're too scared to tell you. Um, don't be too scared to tell me. If I am too quiet and you can't hear me, then let me know. Uh, we have a great episode prepared for you guys, and we have two new guests. Uh, Jarrett, do you want to welcome our guests? We have two guests today, both sophomores on Hill Central, both in the same small group from what I've gathered. Mm-hmm. Our first guest is Sarah Avery, and our other first guest is Kara Ferguson. Welcome. Do you want to say hello, introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Kara. This is what my voice sounds like. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Good thing. That was a great introduction. Uh, hi, I'm Sarah, and this is what my voice sounds like. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. it. Welcome, you guys, to uh, episode three. Thanks. And uh, we, we have another Babylon Bee article coming uh, our way, and I'd love to interview you two, and uh, we'll spend some time in the Word. Old Testament, baby. Okay. Do you want to just kick things off right away? If you had to choose between hymns or modern worship, which one do you choose and why? Hymns or modern worship? Yeah, I'm going to go with modern worship. Um, Sinner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's the answer for me. It's a great answer. Thanks. I will go with hymns just to be different. Sinner. Uh, <laughs> the right answer is clearly far and away modern Arrangements of old hymns. No, but that's the right answer. Hillsong's looking to hire So. Alright, so now we'll get into our article. Have you guys ever wondered, well, where did hymns arise and where did modern worship come from? Uh, I'm sure at some point I have. Well, you're going to find out today whether or not you want to. Excellent. Alright, so today we have The Bee Explains, Hymns versus Modern Worship. Hymns, Origins. When Jesus gave Christianity's first altar call, just after the Sermon on the Mount, he had Judas, not Iscariot, play a few dozen choruses from Just As I Am on the organ. <laughs> from that moment, traditional music advocates have pushed for the continuation of this grand biblical tradition. Since the organ is the only instrument mentioned in the Old and New Testaments, it is considered a sacred tenet of the faith and ought to be used to play chosen hymns. 
now for the origins of modern worship. A kid named Chad at a Calvary Chapel youth camp smuggled his electric guitar in one year and led the kids in an emotional chorus of Pearl Jam's Jeremy. The experience was so moving it launched an entire movement of believers in churches that play modern, grunge-inspired worship songs instead of the biblically prescribed hymns. Thanks, Chad. How do we feel? I still back up my response with hymns. Kara, you did choose modern worship. You know, I'm conflicted at the moment, but I will get back to you. So hymns. A hymn is a song that's typically broken up into four or five verses, but no one ever sings the second verse. Hymns usually <laughs> use lots of words no one ever knows the meaning of anymore, like interposed and Ebenezer. What's the heck an e what the heck's an Ebenezer, people? Why are we singing about the Scrooges? Above all, each hymn must fully articulate a point of doctrine, as well as a systematic theology book might, without ever once pricking the singer's emotions, since he doesn't know what the words mean anyways. Modern worship. Modern worship songs tend to be written by only qualified theologians. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. They're written by high schoolers, scribbled down on the back of napkins at nightclubs when the inspiration strikes. I've, I've been there myself, so... Um, CCLI rules, I just don't know what that is. Uh, also dictate that the modern worship song must contain one bridge repeated as many times as necessary to evoke their desired emotional response, but may have no more than four words in the entire song. It's a delicate balancing act. Yeah, I'm like really struck by Ebenezer. Just like thought that was from the Three Scrooges and that was it. So that there's even something else. I was also offended by that part of the article because I know what both interposed and an Ebenezer is, and I'm. Well, aren't I'm, you special? I'm, a, I'm assuming a good number of people do. Mm. I could be wrong. I, I have no idea what an interposed. Ebenezer is. I know what an interposition is, but I don't know what an Ebenezer is. An Ebenezer is a pile of rocks that people would create to commemorate like an event or an act of God in a specific place, kind of like a, an altar. Why is that oh. Ebenezer? Why is his name Ebenezer? It's not a name. Ebenezer. No, it's a... I feel like that came before Ebenezer. No, okay. Fair. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, that, that did. It's separate from Ebenezer's Scrooge. You have to first think you of gotta forget about the Christmas... Although you can't separate Christmas from Christianity. <laughs> yeah, That's not what, what we're, we're trying to do. Into here. Wow. I'm just saying those aren't like totally foreign phrases. But that's why it's called raising in Ebenezer. Would you say they're in a coast? Mm -hmm. okay, so, uh, has your verdict changed at all? I think we should ask that. Modern worship or hymns? Mm. Yeah, I just feel like this is bias. There's some bias. I don't know any facts. Yeah, I don't really know what to think anymore. Okay. Wow, so... <laughs> yeah. Don't want to rock any boats. I'm going to say I reject your premise that either or is a thing. They're not mm. mutually exclusive, and I refuse. I used to be a big fan of hymns, but you know who you know who made me listen to Modern Worship exclusively? Chad? Parker Jansen. Mm. Kid hates hymns. Really? Yeah, he just will not listen to them at all. I tried to get him to listen to them. Oh like my that, gosh. I'm gonna... He prefers Ren Collective over any old modern hymn. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy Parker a book of like <laughs> old sermons or hymns that would, that would and have him just really soak in the rich he, imagery he from the lyrics. You know, if you buy him a book, he's still gotta read it. So what if we just like sang? Showed hymns? up and sang him oh, hymns. That'd be a fun small oh, group thing. Like, he loves hymns. <laughs> oh, he really does oh. love hymns. <laughs> oh. He hates Rem Collective. Oh wow. Oh, never mind. <laughs> we don't know these things about Parker, I so I know it's a bit great. You all believe me. <laughs> I don't know. He'll get to get super angry. <laughs> All right. Well, 
I think it's time to uh, interview our lovely guests. Yes. First question, uh, Arrow with the C, why don't you answer first? Uh, what was the first job that you ever had? I think that my first job was working as a busser at an Italian restaurant in my town mm -hmm. and um, got to light candles before dinner and create mood lighting. So that was What great. did you learn from that <laughs> oh, first job? Question. I learned that I, it's important to have good shoes when you're working. Mm. Yep, just important to have good shoes. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I went through a couple possibilities. They had to be black, but I found some that were the best. So that's what I learned. That's an important life lesson. Yeah. From yeah. that Protect the job. feet, you yeah. know. Era with a S and also an H, would you like to weigh in? Sure. Um, my first job was when I was 13 and I worked at a deli, we call it. It's our deli, um, but it was also a coffee shop, so it was a lot. Like a Panera? Sure. I don't know. I've only been to Panera once. Really? So, yeah. Twice. Is there a Panera on Beaver Island? I just feel like probably no. not. Yeah. Is there any fast food on Beaver Island? We have a local uh, restaurant that I work at now that's fast food. So, both. So, so no. technically. Technically, there's but fast food. But it's not like a chain. But not a chain. Do you want to tell, does everyone know that you live on Beaver Island? I don't know. Do you want to tell people where you live? Yeah. Beaver Island? You know, about <laughs> what it is. You know, like, is that a thing from the Chronicles of Narnia? Is that a real place? Just, you know, fill us in. Okay. So, I'm from Beaver Island, which is on the top, like, left quadrant of the Michigan hand in the water. And it's super fascinating, but it's really tiny. So, we don't really have anything there. So, like, job opportunities are very limited. We have a hardware store, an airport, a grocery store, and kind of like our fast food place. And that's really all we have. All right. Question number two for uh, the eras. I just think it's funny that your names are so close to each other. I want to know your favorite, and this is a key part of the question, guilty pleasure band or artist that you listen to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Who's mm -hmm. uh, this wasn't a question for you. <laughs> Toby Keith. That's just like so country and just super embarrassing. Jared's shaking his head at me. Better than Toby Mac. What? So yeah, that would be it. Just I know all the words, all the songs, so test me sometime. Do you have a like a memory of listening to Toby Keith from your life that you want to share with us? I just listen to it every single day on the way to school in our car because that's what my dad played because he's from Texas. Yes. Who is Toby Keith? Who is he as a human or who is he just like who is he? Is he not? I human? assume he's singing <laughs> songs. He I wish that I could tell you more. Maybe I should know more. <laughs> Are you looking it up? Is he a country singer? He sure is. Oh, that's that's why you mentioned that. that. Oh wow, I zoned out. It's okay. okay. All right. <laughs> he yeah, play a little bit. No. We we could we'll uh, see if oh, we can get right. the rights to that. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Do you have a favorite Toby Keith song? Um, Huckleberry. Huckleberry. 
That is the most country of country song titles I've ever heard. We'll see see what we can do. Just uh, I'll pass it right on over. (laughs) Okay, I'll go. Um, I probably listened to Max Schneider. Have you guys ever heard of him? Probably not. Matt? Max. Max? Max. Max Schneider. Yeah. He does not have a Wikipedia article, (laughs) so I'm not sure if he exists. Um, he does exist. He, like, I first saw him on Disney Channel so many years ago. He was in this, uh, TV show called, like, How to Rock or something. Um, and then he just, like, grew from there, so. Now he just makes his own music. It's really cool. Okay, do you have a favorite memory of listening to Mr. Snyder? Uh... I don't have a favorite memory, but I have a favorite song. That's fine. Okay. My favorite song is Lights Down Low, and it's about, like, this couple growing old together. Oh. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Lord. <laughs> I've drafted an email to Toby Keith. Right now? <laughs> I just did. Would you like to read us the draft of your email? I can. Dearest Toby, <laughs> we would like to use your song Huckleberry, Huckleberry, yep, Huckleberry. Huckleberry for our podcast called The J&J Show. It's lit. Thanks, Jared Black. I love it. Is there a question in there? It sounds like you're just we informing like, him oh. of facts. Can we? Yeah, <laughs> those are important words. With he a knew what mark. I meant. A strong country man like himself. All right. Well, Dearest. Are you actually emailing him? Because I bet there's a way we can email him. All I did was type in Toby Keith. I don't think it's actually going to send to him. I think you should find his email and actually email like the PR person for his brand. Right. See what Who I knows? Do. We could have an update in like two months. Like Toby they'll get back to us and say no, but we'll, we will definitely read if they say no. Like the letter we get back. Oh yeah! Oh totally. Yeah. Let's let's move on to another question. All right. So this this question arises from my own life lately. I'm reading a book about the Sabbath, mm. and specifically like ways to spend the Sabbath. The Sabbath being like a day of the week that is taken to rest the way that the Lord commanded originally um, his people. And so I'm wondering if each of you would be willing to share what are some activities that would be included in like your ideal Sabbath day? And also what are some activities that would be excluded? You know what I mean? Like Included activities are activities that bring life, energy, help you to feel gratitude to the Lord, worship Him. Excluded activities are like, this steals away my life, I don't look forward to it, it brings me stress, stuff like that. Yeah, good. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, Okay, so the first thing that came to my mind was hammocking. I don't know why, just like nature and the Lord, I feel like... That's a good connection, and that would totally be in my day of rest. Yeah. Um, coloring. I love to color. I don't know why. I just do. So that would totally be a thing, too. Coloring, listening to some worship music, you know. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, currently, I don't have a day of rest because I do too much. But um, I would get rid of... <laughs> Uh, club meetings, mm-hmm. if I could. Those bring uh, me a lot of stress. The worst. Yeah. And, I don't know, just piles of homework, probably. If that would be a thing, I would get rid of homework. Mm-hmm. At least for a day. Yeah, I mean, that's the idea. It's not yeah. getting rid of that thing forever in life. It's just ceasing from it, right? Okay, my answer. 
Maybe? Kara? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that my answer is the very most perfect Sabbath day would be, I agree, in nature. I would be hiking, camping, waking up when the sun comes up, going to bed when the sun goes down. That would be an ideal Sabbath day. But I can't have that all the time. I think that an activity that I enjoy is running on a Sabbath day. Yeah, that is perhaps, yeah, um, the best one, I think. How far would you want to run on a Sabbath day? I think five is the ideal mileage. Five inches? Five steps. <laughs> oh, yep, five steps. <laughs> no. That's about as far as I go on my rest days. Yeah. My rest days are about seven times a week. About <laughs> fridge to couch and couch to fridge, like that so interval like five times. they go for me. I don't even yeah. have to get up. I love the great roommates. Wow. Wow, you can get to class in five steps. It's pretty awesome. Big steps. Yeah, I totally go to class all the time. Oh, okay. There you were talking about things. miles, right? That's correct. Not kilometers. Whoa. Miles, because that way you're like, you know. How's that, how's that a day of rest? How is running five miles a day? Because you are very much just like in your brain. Well, some of you don't get lost. You can just go on your little way and think about the Lord. What if you and enjoy did get lost? Him. You know, that's a good, maybe a good test. Of what? Of just like <laughs> knowing that, yeah. <laughs> God is with you always, and he will provide the way home. Mm. He's the way, Jarrett. Can you have some faith? Okay. <laughs> All right. She just done told you. I, I feel done told. Yep. <laughs> All right, I have one question remaining for you guys. This has been a great interview. Thanks, Thanks. so far for answering. Mm. Are you enjoying it? Yes. Yeah. It's been fun. Okay. My last question <laughs> is, I want to know, what's one thing that you are passionate about that you wish the church was like more passionate about or did more about. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I know my answer. I know mine too. Wow. Okay, go for it. Okay, so I'm really passionate about the environment. Sorry if this is yours. Um, I don't know, I guess I'd love the church to maybe like just put out some kind of announcement or message or like task a week for people to be able to like do something to give back to the environment. Cause I feel like it's such a important thing and part of like life that it's not getting treated as best as it could right now. So yeah, I'd love to do something to help the environment. I love that. Would you like to give the church a one thing to do right now? I don't have anything on my mind, but I can get back to you on that. All right, will you get back to me in like two minutes? Yeah. Compost. While Kara goes, why don't you think of a practical thing that we could do? Okay. I think um, I am super passionate. I always say this, but loving people well feels really important. And I think the church does a pretty good job. I think that there are ways that it could be better. Um, I think, yeah, that messages reach people differently. And it's not always the same. I think sometimes we go about things the same way. Like a, to like reach a big group of people, and I think it is important to consider each person and their things that make them feel good or not feel good, and just be considerate of those, especially in community. I think it's important and it gets missed. So, is what you're saying people need to spend more time considering what it looks like to love? each other and then taking like specific actions for those people instead of 
just more <laughs> generic acts of love? Yeah, I think so. I think that like some people are like um, experience like and receive love in different ways. So if you, if someone is I think Jared knows what I'm talking about, but like if you are like a words, what? if you're like <laughs> Jared a words wasn't of affirmation even looking person, at the table. No, well, like, you if you are a words of affirmation person and you like love to receive words of affirmation, makes a lot of sense that like someone should give you words of affirmation. But like for people that can't receive it, it just feels really painful to hear those. I think and confusing and kind of like plays into like my weaknesses if I hear those from people. And just I would love for people to take the time to know that and. Um, yeah, make an effort to meet people where they are in each of those. Hmm. I completely understand where you're coming from on that. So you want everyone to take the five love languages test and then post the results. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Post them on <laughs> on the group. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just like one-on-one conversations. We could do that. We have a prereq. I have a I have an inkling of mine, but yeah. I don't think I've ever taken the test. I guess I've never taken it either. Jack, what are yours? Yeah, what are yours? My love languages are. Does it have to be one of the five from the book, or can I just? You, if you want to go. Because people kind of yeah. joke around about that, right? They're yeah, like, yeah. hot pockets are my love language. Like, no one actually well, says that. Hot pockets. pockets. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> See, right there, Jarrett, you just did exactly what Carol was saying not to do. Like, what if hot pockets are my love language? And find yourselves and eat them all. <laughs> <laughs> You're part of the problem. Uh, of the five. Which I think, what I remember, is it, wait, okay, hold on, remind me. Physical touch? Nope, well, oh. remind me of, the, of them, yes, but is it you like receiving these from other people? So I if it's like gifts, it's you like receiving I think it's both ways. Yeah. It's both ways? But I think that they're All not the same. I think it's they're not the same, but it's more oh, yeah, like okay. how you yeah. receive it. Well, how I receive it? In this... it in the context of what you like to receive. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I, really, I really enjoy giving people gifts, but then okay. I don't necessarily love okay, receiving yeah, like gifts. Okay. okay. Uh, mine would be quality time and words of affirmation. Boom. Nice. I think. Mine are quality time and words of affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not true. <laughs> That's not true? Yes, it is. Words of affirmation? I feel like you don't mean to where I'm at, Kara. Okay, you're right. You're right. Wow. Oh, I need to take stuff back. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't expect to just get hit in the face no, with like I a sure fresh did. wave of conviction. In the spirit. Quality time number one, but words of affirmation are close number two. Okay. I just need to be affirmed in the right things. Hmm. Mm. Not enabled, but affirmed in the right things. Yes. Yeah. Enabled. Do you want to share yours? I took it over a year ago, so I don't completely remember, but like from what I do, I like receiving gifts and having quality time. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We all I like having quality time and I like physical touch. They're two. Oh yeah, I we're forgot all, about that one. We're all cuties. All cuties! What's that? That's getting cut. Nope, that's staying in. It might just be the, the, the episode name, actually. No, I was going to say, that'll be Kara says maybe a lot. Shoot! <laughs> I haven't noticed you saying maybe a lot. Yes! I haven't either. Making progress. She said it a couple times. Uh, what's the fifth one that we didn't say? Quality time. Acts of service? Acts of service. Ooh. Well, if anyone out there listening wants to write Jarrett or I uh, some affirming words... You better spend time with us first. You better spend time with us and read them to us. Uh, and we will feel loved. That's so amazing! I yeah. want that to happen! <laughs> Sarah, what is your passion that you... Or way that you want to see the church impact the environment? 
tangibly? Okay, so I have two ideas. The first idea is, you know how we do those big, like, uh, meals in the beginning of the year? Like, we did walking tacos, mm -hmm. and, like, there was a pork roast last year that I missed that I'm still salty about, but that's okay. Um, it's good to be salt. What is salt of that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, like, composting and using, um, like, not styrofoam plates. Shout out to Ariana, who hated those plates, too, from Fall Retreat. Mm -hmm. Um... But, like, just using more um, environmentally friendly, like, wear and composting would be cool. Um, and the second one that's, like, more year-round would be maybe, like, having a can or, like, bottle return thing. You know how you get 10 cents a bottle in Michigan? Mm -hmm. Well, most people just throw them away and don't even recycle them. And it makes me very upset. So if they had, like, a collective one where they collected cans... Um, they could turn the money or turn the cans into money and put it towards whatever New Life puts money towards. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be cool and it'd be somewhat of a good fundraiser too. I think those are both great ideas and it might encourage you, uh, Sarah, to know that phase two slash the city at New Life has taken a lot of those things to heart and purchased a bunch of microwavable, dishwashable, reusable, cheap uh, silverware, plates, bowls, cups to be stored at the church so that for a lot of their events they reuse them every time. Oh, that's awesome. And then they put big bins out next to the trash that's like, don't throw this away! We've chosen to start washing these every time so that we can hey, preserve the environment more. That is so cool. So, yeah. So Yay. Some part of New Life Church is doing that, but maybe more could, as Thank well you. as the Capital C Church. Thank you, Phase 2. Mm. So you guys brought a question each for us to answer. Is that right? Yes. Why don't we hear that question now? Are you ready, Jarrett? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I, my question is, what is the character trait that you value most in a friend? Oh, wow. Yeah. What is the character trait that I value most in a friend? All right, Sarah, why don't you start? Um, I think the most valuable trait for a friend would be just, like, being able to listen and understand a situation and, like, how to handle it. I think that's a really cool trait. Like, not many people have. Good one. Mm -hmm. Good one. I think, like, thoughtfulness and perseverance combined into one. Ooh. So, thought-severance. Yeah. Oh, I like thought it. Thought-severance. So, the, the perseverance half is, I think, appreciating friends that have stood by me. Different than, like, loyalty, but just, like, have stood by me, that have a history with me that I've grown to care for. And then also, over the course of their persevering as a friend to me, they have been very thoughtful in the way that they remember things about my life and care and go out of their way to communicate their friendship. Mm. Thoughts or beards? Mm. I think for me, maybe it's not like one specific trait, but I feel like just what's most valuable to me is having friends whose traits are different than mine. I think it's like really easy to be friends with people who are like exactly like you and like you just have a lot in common, but I think the most that I've grown from in terms of my friendships and relationships has been like learning how to navigate differences between people, different like personality types, different characteristic strengths. 
and stuff like that that just like help you to grow as a person and better understand like the whole kingdom of the Lord and like the, all the different ways he's created people so the differences in characteristic traits for yeah good question Kira thanks Sarah did you bring a question I did um mine's really easy if you were a vegetable what vegetable would you be right. oh, oh, oh. oh gosh I'd like to think it's easy. I need to pull up a list of vegetables. <laughs> you need a, a vegetable chart where I you can... find... We should make one of those. Yeah, but there's a, there's a um, what's it called? BuzzFeed article. BuzzFeed quiz. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I can share mine if you'd like me yeah. to. Yeah. I just came up with Start it. Start us off. Okay. Uh, if I were a vegetable, I would be a parsnip. Have you guys all heard of yes. parsnips? Yes. I love parsnips. You do? Okay. I, do. I love I like parsnips, too. Um, so... Like, parsnips aren't eaten very much, but they're a delicious vegetable. I feel like they're one of those secretive vegetables that not many people have heard of. Hmm. Wow. So I'd be like a hidden gem. Like, I feel like they're the hidden Ooh. gem of the vegetable kingdom. So I would want to be a parsnip. Wow. Yeah. Is a jackfruit a vegetable? It just has fruit in the name. All right. It's no, it's definitely a fruit, and I have some crazy <laughs> stories about a jackfruit. But a jack vegetable. Oh yeah, a jack vegetable would be a vegetable then. Correct. I don't What's think a that's jack a thing. vegetable. That's your vegetable, clearly. That's not a thing. What's that's a, a jack? A jackfruit is this giant, disgusting-tasting fruit that grows in like tropical climates, and it grows really big. And it, I was given one for my birthday this summer. It was weird. Oh my! We, it's pulled pork or something. What? A jackfruit is not pulled pork. <laughs> it's not a one-to-one pork thing. Out of it? No, oh, can make, it's a fruit. <laughs> you can only make pulled pork out of pork. You can you can substitute it for meat if okay. you have like a okay. vegan diet. If you grill it and probably slather it with like a crap ton of barbecue sauce okay. or something, because <laughs> if you eat it raw, it is not good at all. Anyways, I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with a Brussels sprout. Wow. I didn't like Brussels sprouts much growing up and my mom does not like them, so I always had a rough, I like thought poorly of them. But since uh, getting older and expanding my palate, I've eaten them many times and I think they're amazing. And they also kind of like, if you look at it, it's kind of got like that round part and then like a, kind of like a hair part of it. Kind of like a little mohawk kind of oh. thing going on. And it's Shabana, I just like that. Yeah. Sometimes at Trader Joe's, you can buy them right on the stock. Yeah, that's kind of fun. You get to hang out with all your friends if mm-hmm. you're one of those guys. Yeah. Like a veggie tail. A veggie tail? Wow. Oh, you missed our veggie tails last year. The what? We watched veggie tails after team. Like it every was week? Cool. No. Oh. It was a special episode. Jared missed it too, apparently. He doesn't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, the people listening know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, yeah. All three of them. <laughs> oh, four. Someone told me that they listened to it. Uh, oh no, the we had forty-five. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, but of the forty-five, I, you can never really be sure whether it's not just like four really gung-ho fans of the pod. Let's see what sure. is that. Let's see. What, um, yeah, for me, I'm gonna be controversial. Forty-eight, actually. Forty-eight lessons. Wow. wow. So um, I'm gonna choose the tomato. Which is a fruit. Biologically a fruit, but taxed as a vegetable, according to simplewikipedia.org. Wow. So, I've chosen tomato because of my diversity of identification. I feel like I can take a lot of different roles. I can be extroverted, I can be introverted, I often am. And also, 
my mom counts tomatoes as a vegetable, which was nice when I was a kid because she'd like eat your vegetables mm. and I would just eat tomatoes. Um, but I feel like most people consider them a fruit and I feel like to some level my mom perceives me differently than the rest of the world does. Wow. Okay, wow, that's deep. That was deep. That yeah. was deep. If I were a vegetable, <laughs> I would be corn on the cob. <laughs> not canned. It's not a vegetable. What? Corn on the cob? It is. It's a vegetable. Corn is a vegetable. Corn okay. is a vegetable. Um, so I would be corn and because I like how there's like a lot of them on the, on the cob. So I like to be around, surrounded by lots of friends and they're all friends on there and also it's sweet and i think that i like to try to be sweet or maybe i don't know if i'm sweet you're sweet yes thanks sarah corn is a grain i just looked it up well but we count it as a vegetable too i come from nebraska stop talking about corn I think we'll let it slide for the sake of uh, Sarah's, I guess, Sarah, does it count? I will let it slide because, Jarrett, you picked a tomato, so, like, tomato. She, oh, she gets to be corn. What did I pick? A tomato. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, are, are you serious or are you joking? I occasionally switch them up. <laughs> Cherry tomatoes? Oh, ones? What have we done? Yeah, cherry tomatoes. I feel like I've learned a lot. I'm originally from England. I can say tomato. You're originally from England? Well, Bermuda's an English colony, so we speak proper English down there. I thought you were from Beaver Island. No. <laughs> I'm originally from Bermuda. What? It's just a curveball that no one's not going to you've, yeah. only, you've lived on Mol- Is Bermuda an island? Yeah, so like here's... You've lived on America, two islands? It's like right here. And Have you been to the Bermuda Triangle? I was born in the Bermuda Triangle. What? Yes. <laughs> Are you even a person? Like my yes. Yeah, that's that's person. what we need to think. Oh, we just got really loud. On the I'm thing. so sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that was a great interview. Thank you guys. <laughs> Thank you guys for bringing your questions and for uh, for appeasing our questions. And uh, why don't we why don't we switch gears here, Jarrett? Do you want to uh, share a little bit from? the Holy Scriptures with us. Today, children, we are going to be in the book of Jonah. Jonah is found in the Old Testament on page 1051. In my Bible, not in yours. <laughs> and what I want to talk about today is kind of the overarching theme of Jonah that I took away from when I read it last week. And that is that the book of Jonah shows that God's heart is not just for the people of Israel, but that he is the God of all people. And so throughout the book of Jonah, it's super short if you want to read it on your own, highly recommend. Um, it's just that Jonah, I'm sure most people have heard of Jonah and the whale. Yes, whale eats Jonah. Sad times, but good times, convicting times. Um, and then Jonah eventually... The reason that the whale eats Jonah is because Jonah will not go to the city of Nineveh and preach for the Lord because the people there are full of wickedness and Jonah does not wish to see them be saved because he does not like them. But throughout the book of Jonah, the Lord changes Jonah's heart 
through um, just a couple different things, like the whale, as well as t- giving him a tree for shade. Was it was it a plant or a tree? It's like a, a tree plant. Mm-hmm. He gives him a tree plant um, and then takes it away. And just through all of this, he really softens Jonah's heart. And the Lord does eventually judge Nineveh 150 years later from the writing of, the, of this book. But he reveals Jonah's heart throughout the book. And at the end, we can see that his heart isn't just for the people of Israel, but he is for all people, which I think is a message that is important because I think there can be times where we see the Israelites as being God's chosen people. And it's like, well, if we're not an Israelite, mm-hmm. how does God see us? But he is for all of us. And that is our little short Bible segment of the day. Long interview, short Bible. That's all right. I, uh, I appreciate that. That is good to remember. Quick side note. When you said the word soften, did you put a hard T in that word? Softens? Soften. I said soften. Soften. Do you guys say it like that? I soften. No. No. I think the, the T in the word soften is supposed to be what soft. In the That's false. Also, chef turds. <laughs> what? Chef turds is coming back <laughs> two episodes <laughs> later. Yeah. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, could, that is a hard tee. <laughs> we should put chef turds on a, on a t-shirt too. People might get offended. That'd be funny. Chef turds on the like down the road, of course we're going to sell some merchandise. How else are we going to make our living doing this? Shout out more. I don't know. We're just going to get rid of the entire support raising process. I'll make all my ministry funds from selling our podcast merchandise. No, and the recycle thing. And uh, well, do we have anything uh, anything else? Any announcements? I do actually. Tell us next week. Ooh. Do you listen to our podcast? Do you want to ask us questions yourself? Do you love Jesus? If you answered yes, yes. to any of these questions, send us questions for our new ma- mailbox segment that we'll be starting. Yep. We would love to answer your questions in a mostly sarcastic way. Thanks. Yep. Right now, until we have a better place to send it, just text it to us or email it to us. But we'll get a more official email. All right. Let's wrap things up. Uh, Thanks for listening, dear friends. This podcast is produced by me, Jack, and him, Jarrett. There's no one else that puts time into producing it. It's just us. If you want to help us in any way, we would be open to that. So let us know. Jared, you want to thank our guests? I would love to. Sarah and Kara, thanks for being our guests this week. Insert funny quip here. Okay, Jared, you were supposed to insert a funny quip. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, our music that you have heard so far in this episode is provided by The Lowercase off of their debut album, Mountains. Mountains is an album about life as a journey, the mountains we each must climb, and what we hope to find at the top. And you can check them out more at thelowercasemusic.com or buy their stuff anywhere digital music is sold. Uh, Jarrett, it was a pleasure podcasting with you. And uh, until next time, I'm Jack. You don't know Jack, but now you know a little more. I do. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And I've been Jarrett. And this has been the Jane Day Show. Shout out Westside.